Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. Father, we thank you this morning. We declare you are an amazing God. We declare you are untamable. You are unchangeable. We thank you that you are an awesome God. We thank you that your name is above every name. We thank you at the mention of your name every knee shall bow. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Celebrate the Lord Jesus. Let his banner be raised and his glory be seen. Amen. Please turn your Bibles to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. We're taking it from verse 1. He says, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus Christ speaking. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. So that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way to that place, you also know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. What a powerful statement. Jesus said, I am the way. He said, I've been with you for a long time. I'm going back to the Father and I'll come again. And the place I'm going, you know. And the way to that place, you also know. And one of the disciples asked him, we don't know. And I'm not surprised it was Thomas. We don't know where you are going. And we don't even know the way. And Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man comes to the Father except through me. Now, no other religious leader had ever made such a thing. None of them had claimed to be God, and none of them had claimed to be the way, the only way to the Father. And so as it has always been said, it is either he was lying, he was a lunatic, or he's speaking the truth. And if we look at all the evidence, he's speaking the truth. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And no man comes to the Father except through him. I came to announce to you that you are serving Jesus Christ, who is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. If you are looking for life, life is not in a bottle of beer. Life is not in a bottle of schnapps. Life is not in any other thing. Life is a person. He says, I am the life. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says in 1 John 5, 11, that this is the record that God has given to us his son. Hallelujah. And he has given to us life, and this life is in his son. He that has the son has life. He that has not the son does not have life. So life is in Jesus Christ. And he says that if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now you know him and have seen the father. And Philip also said to him, Lord, show us the father and it will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you and yet you don't know me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. Are you ready to accept this? He that has seen me has seen the Father. You know, we said that he and the Father are one. And the people were struggling with it. No other religious leader makes such statement. He is not a religious leader. He is the creator. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. That word was God. And then we are told that all things were made by him and for him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him is life and this life is the light of man. And the Bible says there was a man sent from God. His name was John. He is not the light. He came to bear witness of the light. And then later on we are told that as many as received him to them, he gave power to become the children of God. And verse 14, the Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ is the Word, and the Word caused creation. Hallelujah. He says that if you have seen me, then you have seen the Father. And then he said to him, Verse 10, you have to believe. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father who dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe me for the very work I do. Verily I say to you, he that believes on me, the works I do, he shall also do. Hallelujah. He said, if you believe in him, the works he does, you will also do the same thing. How many of you believe that one? And he says, greater works than this shall you do, because I am going to the Father. Greater works. Greater works. The works I do, you will do the same. And then he says, greater works. Greater works shall you do. The works I do, you will be able to do the same, because I'm going to the Father. And he told us that the reason why he's going to the Father is to prepare a place for us. Then when he goes away, he's going to send us the Comforter, who is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, he will enable us to do greater works. Somebody shout greater works. Jesus said, if you believe in me, this morning I want you to believe in Jesus. He says, if you believe in me, and what does he want us to believe about him? To believe that he is the way, that he is the truth, and that he is the life, and that the Father is in him, and he is in the Father. And he says, when you believe this about me, you will do greater works. Jesus said, if you don't believe what, what I am saying, believe what I do. 
that the works I do prove that I'm sent by the Father. So some of the works that Jesus performed, some of the works that he did, he preached. He raised the, the dead, he healed the sick, he, he cast demons out. He did all those things under the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying that the same works I do, you will do. And greater works than this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greater works would you do. Now, he says that, because I go to the Father, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father will be glorified in the Son. Is that your Bible? It says, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father will be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Another. The word another is important. He says, I will give you another comforter. I'm going away, but I'm going to give you another comforter. Another comforter. The word another used here is the word in Greek, alos. A-double-L-O-S. Alos. Alos. That means that another one of the same kind. Another one of the same kind. You know, sometimes you can get, you may, your car may be, you know, too old and it doesn't want to carry anymore. Whenever you want to spark it, it's suffering from epileptic seizures. <laughs> it doesn't want to go again and it's just embarrassing you when you have to go anywhere. So you decided to get another car. Now, it could be a Nissan that is giving you these convulsions and giving you these problems. And you may get another car, which may be Volvo. So you've gotten another car, but it is not of the same kind. But if you got the same kind that you took away, that one is the Alos. The same kind. So Jesus is saying that I'm going to send you, when, when I go to my father, my father will send you another of the same kind like me. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, I'm actually talking about the Holy Spirit this morning. The Holy Spirit is the same as Jesus. He says he is the same type, the same kind, the same, he's the same comforter. He has everything as me. You may not physically see me, but I'm sending you the spirit of my father, and he's of the same kind. He's the same comforter, the same house. Hallelujah. He says that. And I'll pray the Father, he shall give you another comforter who will abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Have you seen his name? Did he tell us that he is the way, the truth? Did Jesus say he is the truth? And he's telling you the spirit who is coming, he is the spirit of truth. The same time. The same time. Hallelujah. So you have him living inside you. You are a very interesting person now. When you are born again, you are not ordinary anymore. The spirit of God that is the same as Christ is living inside you. You are not ordinary anymore. You are a dedicated being. You are carrying the presence of God. When you move, God has moved. You are the residential address of God on earth. When you move, heaven has moved. Whatever falls before God must begin to fall before you. That is why when you are born 
born again. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus sanctifies us and the oil of the Holy Spirit comes upon us and that makes us dedicated. When we read through the Bible, we see that the Bible says when Israel came out of Egypt, the Bible says, and God said to Moses, prepare me an ark. And the Bible says when the ark was made, the ark was made of a wooden box. But the Bible said when the box was prepared, then Moses was asked by the Lord to dedicate it with oil and blood. And the moment oil and blood was applied, which represented the tokens of forgiveness and sanctification, and the oil that represents the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that Jehovah took habitation in that box. It ceased to be an ordinary box. It was called the Ark of the Covenant. Anytime Israel had to walk to war, any tribe Israel had to move until the act moves, they can move. And when the act moves, the Bible says waters parted ways. Anytime they took it to battle, they won. They carried the presence of God. The presence of God came down when oil and the blood was applied. In the same way, when we become born again, the same blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is used to sanctify us, and the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon us that makes us dedicated and the presence of God comes into us you are no longer ordinary if things can fall before a wooden box that carry the presence of God you carry more power than a wooden box you are more value than a wooden box Jesus didn't die for a wooden box he made you in his image after his likeness his anointing is upon your life you are no longer an ordinary person from this morning you cannot be afraid of the devil you must not be afraid of witches and of anything that the enemy does. The Bible says if the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Why? Because the anointing upon you, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. This morning in the name of Jesus, by the power of God in you, we command witches to fail. We command every judgment against you to fall down now. We command every setback limitations against you to be lifted off. I feel the power of God here. I feel the presence of God here. Somebody's yokes have been broken. When you discover who you are in God, you are no longer ordinary. Somebody shout, I'm not ordinary. The devil cannot intimidate me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm rising by the power of God that is within me, by the anointing of God that is within me. I am special. I'm carrying the presence of God. I will break through on the left. I will break through on the right. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The Spirit of God will come upon you. The Spirit of God will come upon you. From this morning, you are not ordinary. The devil cannot lie to you anymore. Amen. Jesus said that I will come into him and I will make my abode with him. Let's finish this and I'll just shoot off now. I feel something here. In the name of Jesus. I feel the presence of God is here. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You are not ordinary. Somebody shout, I am not ordinary. I am not ordinary. Because I carry the presence of God. He says the spirit of God will abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because they don't see him, neither know him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. He dwells with you and shall be in you. He dwells with you and shall be in you. 
the spirit of God will dwell with you and shall be in you. That's the advantage of being a Christian. You are exposed to things others don't have that exposure to. It's all because we have been in the presence of God and taken his presence for granted. We don't even have a revelation of the presence of the Holy Spirit. But I pray this morning that you will shift focus and focus on the truth of the word. He is known as the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. But he, because he lives in you, they can see him. He says, I won't leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, the world will not see me, but you will see me because of the Holy Spirit. Because I live, you shall also live. At that day, you shall know that I am in the Father, and you, you in me, and I in you. Glory be to Jesus. When the Holy Spirit is in you, Jesus said, I am in you and you are in me. He that hath my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved by my Father. And I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. I will reveal myself to him. He says, anyone that has my word and keeps my word, it is a proof that you love me. Jesus is looking for lovers. And he says, the proof that you love him is not that we sing, it's not that we praise, it's not that we come to church. It is that we obey his word. And you can't obey a word you don't know. So you must expose yourself to the word of God. You must read the Bible and not only read, but you must be prepared to do the word. Glory be to Jesus. Be prepared to practice the word. When we practice the word, this is a very serious scripture. Many people sometimes say, I want Jesus to reveal himself to me. He said, I will. But this is the way. I reveal myself to those who have my word, who obey my word, who practice my word. I will reveal myself to him. I will manifest myself to him. Then Judas also said, not his heart, Lord, how is it that you are going to reveal yourself to us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said, if a man loves me, he will keep my words. Have you seen it twice? He's repeated a bit. If a man loves me, he will keep my words. He will practice my words. It's not enough to know the word. The thing is doing the word. Tell somebody doing the word. Doing the word. You must be prepared to do the word. And if we have to obey Jesus, there are things he will ask us to do that naturally we won't love to do, but we must do it. Because we are servants of God. Amen. We do what Master says. When Master says, Thou shalt not, then thou shalt not. When he says, Thou shalt, then you do thou shalt. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. He that loves me will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. And Jesus is talking, you must take it seriously. He said, this is the key. There's nothing, it's, it's not a hard and fast rule. It's a very, very simple thing. I found out that the word of God is so simple to understand that you rather need help to misunderstand it. He said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. It's automatic. If you really love him, you will keep his word. You will not keep any other word except his word. So when people ask you, why are you doing what you are doing? It's because Jesus says I should do so. Why do you act the way you act? It's because Jesus said so. 
Why are you not telling lies? It's because Jesus said so. Why are you not breaking this rule? It's because Jesus said so. Or you look odd among your friends. Well, because Jesus lives in me. Amen. That, that's why I look odd. To you, it's odd. But to God, it's normal. And that is the standard. That is the right standard. And he says that if you keep my words, it is a proof that you love me. And he says that my father will also love you. And we will come unto him and make our home with him. God, the father and the son says they will come and dwell inside you. So you become Trinity on the moon. Glory be to Jesus. The presence of God, the fullness of the presence of God will be inside you. That is a Christian. That is the correct Christian. That is the standard of Christ. It's not the person with the Christian name. It is the person that obeys the word of God. And then the Bible says, naturally, this is what is going to happen. My father will love him. My father will love you. And I and my father will come and make our home inside you. Will come and live inside you. And if God is living inside you, things must not take you by surprise. Glory be to Jesus. If God is living inside you, there are certain things that you will do. Because the one inside you is having so much effect on you that there are certain responses that those who don't have the presence of God will react in a particular way. But you will not react in that way because the one inside you is going to enable you to love and forgive in a way that those who don't have his presence can't do. And be mindful that God is in you. One of the things about Christians is that as soon as they leave church, it feels like they have locked God inside the church. But it's inside you. I mean, how would you feel if I'm watching you 24 7? I know you are going to be speaking that. You will do certain things. Can you imagine God is inside you? He's inside you. I pray that you will understand this message and act by the power that is in you. In Jesus' name. And he says, he that loves me not does not keep my sins. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things are spoken to you, being present with you. But the Comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, we are reading verse 26, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Glory be to Jesus. What is he going to do? Oh, can I hear you aloud? He will teach you all things. The Spirit of God in you. First, he told us about this comforter who will come and live in us and dwell in us. Now he goes further to now explain to us who this comforter is. He says, This comforter, this same person that is like me, when he comes, he is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things, bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said I go away and come again to you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I said I go to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. 
And now I've told you before it comes to pass. So when it comes to pass, you will believe. Here and after, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But that the world will know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so do I. Arise and let us go. Amen. He says, my spirit, the Holy Spirit, will come and live inside you. The Spirit of God will come and live inside you. And when he comes to live inside you, he says you will do greater works. You will do the works that I do. He says he will reveal things to you and show you things to come. And he will teach you all things. This morning, I want you to understand that if there's anything that you need this morning, you need the power of the Holy Spirit, especially the gifts of descending of spirits and the gift of word of knowledge. Hallelujah. Because we are living in dangerous times and you cannot be ignorant of certain things. The Bible says the one that is living in you, he will reveal things to you and show you things to come. He will show you things to come. The ability to have the mind of God concerning the future is not a preserve for only pastors. It is for all those who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and they are filled with the Holy Spirit this ability must be switched on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. We have become so dependent on others to prophesy to us. I want you to understand that the source of prophecy himself is living inside you. And when prophecies come, they must come to confirm what already the Spirit has been whispering in your spirit. It's all because we have switched him off. But may you turn the antenna on in the name of Jesus. That he will reveal things to come. He will reveal things to come. This morning we want to ask him to reveal things to us. He says he will teach you all things. All things spiritual, physical, emotional. Everything God, the spirit, can reveal things to you. He will show you things. He will show us things. He will show us things about our ministry and how to minister effectively. And you also show us things about our family and our children and our spouses. You will show us things to come. You will show us business ideas. The Spirit of God is an all-round spirit. He's not only interested in your spiritual well-being, he's interested in your physical well-being too. The Spirit of God does all these things in Jesus' name. And so, I want you to understand that we must learn to switch him on. Switch that grace on. And that is having the word in us and having a life of prayer. This too activates these giftings of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is in you. And it says that when he comes into you, he will show you things to come. He will reveal things to you. He will show us things to come. Glory be to Jesus. He will reveal things to come. Hallelujah. I want you to come with me to Exodus. That's chapter 31. I told you the Spirit of God reveals things. He shows the way. Let's not limit him. 
Let's not limit the spirit. Have a strong desire for the spirit of God in the name of Jesus, especially to operate these gifts of the spirit. And you ask him to reveal things to you. You don't ask what you need in this generation. You need direction. Sometimes we find ourselves at crossroads and we don't know which way to go. But the Spirit of God, we have to ask Him. Sometimes you are, you are thinking throughout the night and you have not yet asked Him. Because you feel He's too far away. The Bible says He's inside you. That's why before Jesus introduced all these things, He says, if you believe in me, you must believe in me. And if you believe what He's saying, then the Spirit of God that came upon you on the day you became saved, when you, are, when you were baptized with the Holy Spirit and you received the fullness of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you have received the presence of God in you, that same Holy Spirit, when you begin to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, speak to the Holy Spirit, He is God in you, and ask Him for direction, He will reveal. And He has many ways. You may not tell Him how He should show you the way, but He will create the circumstance to show you the way in Jesus' name. Look at chapter 31 of Exodus. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said to him, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Her, of the tribe of Judah. Details have been given to Moses. This was after he had been to the mountain. God had given him the architectural design of the things he wants to be done. And the Bible says probably Moses would have been thinking, this is the wilderness. We don't have architects. We haven't built here. We don't have anything. And you are telling me that I should design this tabernacle, this number of meters to the left and right. I should establish all of this. We should have a golden lampstand. We should have all this. All this has to be designed and sculptured. And all these things, how are we going to get it down? And before Moses could answer the question, after all the instructions have been given to him, then God comes to him and says to him, in the congregation, there is someone called Bezalel. He is the son of Uri, and he's of the tribe of Judah. Don't miss it. I'm not talking about the Bezalel that come from Benjamin. I'm talking about the one that come from the tribe of Judah, and his father is called him. The Spirit of God was revealing these things to Moses. He's leading people, instructions have come, he had vision, and now details as to who he must work with and who is going to do what was being revealed to him by God himself. I came to announce to you, the same Holy Spirit has not ceased from this function. Jesus said when he comes, he will teach you all things. All things. He says, this guy, this is what he's going to do. Verse 2. Verse 3. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I have filled him with whom? Oh, church, shout, let me hear you. I have filled him with my Spirit in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. I have filled him. The Spirit of God fills a man and he's having all this dosage. He's having all this ability. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge in all kinds of workmanship, all kinds of craftsmanship. He's able to design things by the Spirit of God. Don't limit the Holy Spirit. Don't limit the Holy Spirit. We are seeing two things here. The Spirit of God is able to reveal to Moses who is going to carry that assignment through. 
And then he's also telling him that the Spirit of God has come upon that guy. And what he's going to do is that the Spirit has enabled him to be able to design things. May God fill you. Those of you who are fashion designers, that the Spirit of God will fill you to design things that have not been seen before. Amen. Amen. Uh, I pray that the congregation will understand this word. And in all manner of workmanship, the Bible says he has been filled by the Spirit of God to do so. Look at that. To do what? To devise cunning works. Verse 4. To design artistic works. Some of you just think the Holy Spirit is only there for you to speak in tongues. Have you seen what he does? The Bible says he has filled him with his spirit, and the spirit of God coming upon Bezalel enables Bezalel to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, and in bronze. It's an enablement of the spirit. I said it's an enablement of the spirit. May the Spirit of God inspire you to do greater things for God. Greater works. Greater works. So yes, that mountain is there for us to preach, for us to work the works of God, to win souls. But I want you to know that in addition to all of that, the Spirit of God is also given to us to profit us in every area of our lives. In business, may you be filled with the Spirit with great business ideas. It was the Spirit of God that filled Jacob with business ideas. That the Bible says his father-in-law has cheated him for 20 years. And when God wanted to help him, he gave him a brilliant business plan. The guy became rich. And the Bible says his father-in-law and his brothers-in-law became afraid of him. And he increased and became mighty. Glory be to Jesus. He was filled with the spirit to design artistic works. To work in gold, in silver, and in bronze. Anything you give to him, you'll be able to turn it around for the service in the house of God. And the Bible says, and in cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of timber, verse 5, to work in all manner of workmanship. Hallelujah. Cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood. And to work in all manner of settings. God revealed it to Moses. That there is someone in the congregation. May the spirit of God lead you to the right person. The spirit of God will lead you. But most of the time we have him asking. I came to announce you. You have a greater advantage than Moses. Because for them in the Old Testament. The spirit of God came upon them briefly. Because Jesus had not died. And have not gone to heaven and have not gone to pay, hasn't gone to the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. The Bible says that the Spirit of God in the Old Testament came briefly upon the prophets and then withdrew, and came briefly for an assignment and then withdrew. But we, in our case, Jesus announced it and said, When he comes, he will dwell in you. So, someone who is a visitor is able to enable people like this. How much more when he's a resident? He's a resident in you. May you wake up to this revelation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. May you utilize the spirit of God. May you pray and ask God for direction. There may be a lot of competition, but I want you to know that when the spirit of God is in you, you are ahead of the competition. I tell you, God cannot be boxed in. He cannot be limited. He cannot be stopped. He has many, many ways of operation. 
And when the Spirit of God is inside you, it doesn't matter where you are put. God, by the Spirit of God, will be able to turn things around. That's why water is used as a symbol of the Spirit. You can't block water for long. The next time we will find this way somewhere else. In the palace of Pharaoh, where a competition was, was set up, the Bible says that Moses and Aaron were asked by God to go into the presence of Pharaoh. And when they got there, the Bible says the rod of God that Moses was carrying, Moses instructed Aaron to put the rod down. And when the rod was put down, the Bible says he changed into a snake. And the Bible says Pharaoh's magicians also threw their rods down and theirs also turned into a snake. So it's a competition. <laughs> the bars have been raised. You are selling snakes. They are selling snakes. You announce your business. Suddenly somebody is also ready to do the same thing. Some people, it's as if they, they can't dream. They are not creative in any way. They are waiting for you to come with an idea. As soon as you announce yours, they also set up the same thing. And some, you wonder whether they have any little sense of decency. Right on number 14, that you are selling tomatoes, they also come and pack at number 14B to sell tomatoes. You ask yourself, don't tell you what to sell it. At least if you want to copy, go a little bit, but you want to stand in the same place. But no matter the competition, may the spirit of creativity rise within you. Amen. The Bible says, when Moses threw his rod down, and the magicians also threw theirs down, threw theirs down, and it became a snake, God raised the day. Suddenly, his snake began to swallow their snakes. Snakes had not been swallowing snakes until that day. It's so that when you raise the competition, God will take it to another level. I came to announce to you the spirit of creativity cannot be limited in you. In the name of Jesus, Amen. the Spirit of God is in you. And he's, He is almighty in you. He cannot be limited. When you face competition, run back to Him and say, Father, what's the next step? Hallelujah. Let my snake swallow your snakes. Let's move the game to the next level. God took it up. And they, they were standing there, perplexed, bemused, and confused. Because all they could see was that yes, yes, I've been blessed with the market. And Moses took that same rod back and he finished with them. Oh, now they were left with no rods, standing behind Pharaoh with no rods. And Moses left the palace like finishing them. May God help you in Jesus' name. I pray that you will learn to pray with the Spirit of God for wisdom, for direction, for inspiration in Jesus' name. He says, I have given him this to do all this. Verse 6, and behold, I have also given him someone to work with. His name is Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. Are you seeing details here again? Direction being given to Moses again. That there's another person supposed to work with him. His name is Aholiab. His father is called Ahisamach. And this one is from the tribe of Dan. The first one was from the tribe of Judah. Details are being given. May the Spirit of God open your eyes so that you receive clear instructions and you will not be confused about anything. The problem is that we don't ask him. And when we ask, we don't wait enough to hear instructions. The problem also is that we, 
we don't believe that he will speak. So we don't even bother to ask at all. Sometimes it feels as if it's a very daunting task to ask God. Has he ever complained to you? So maybe he's not interested in this one, so I'm not going to pray about that. You don't have faith. Anything you are not praying about is a sign that you don't believe God can provide that. It means that you think you can do it on your own. But I came to announce to you, the spirit in you is not limited to only one thing. It's an all-round spirit. Amen. It's an all-round spirit. But I came to prophetically minister to someone this morning. And whatever the issue is, can you ask the spirit of God for direction? Ask him for direction. It may not take years to this week. And he speaks in many ways. It's just because you are wondering, how would I hear him speak? Do your part. Ask to how he will speak, and he will cause you to understand his, his job description. And he has been doing it before you were born. And so he will do it again. In the name of Jesus. He whom the world could not receive, because he could have seen you. The Bible calls him the comforter, the encourager, the voice of direction. He comes in this time to speak again to Moses and say, there is another person who is supposed to work with this guy in the team I want you to set up. This is his name. This is his tribe. And in the heart of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that it may make all that I have commanded you. With the tabernacle, the ark, the messages, all the instructions I've given to you. These are the people you are to work with. I have given you the instructions. The Spirit of God revealed to Moses even those he was supposed to work with. May we not be blind in Jesus' name. May we not forget that you need the Spirit of God to give you direction in that enterprise. Ask him. Ask him. Throughout the scriptures, he's been saying, ask. But we've not been asking. This morning, I came to announce to you, ask him. In Jesus' name. There is a way. Somebody shout, there is a way. There is a way. I said, there is a way. There is a way. I said, there is a way. There is a way. That way is with the Holy Spirit. That way is with the Holy Spirit. Ask him. What is the way? What is the way for my family? What is the way for my children? What is the way for this new business? What is the way? How? Who am I going to work with? I've had some brilliant business ideas, but Lord, should I even go for it? Is it your will? Is it your counsel? Pray. But we've not been doing that. And we're always looking for shortcuts. Shortcuts are dangerous. They will be led by the Spirit. And he's always willing to do so. He will speak. He speaks. He directs. He says, the skills for all this work are put it in this one. So two blessings here. The Spirit directs us to who we are even going to work with. And he also is able, when he feels us, to give us creative ideas to do things. In Jesus' name, pray to the Lord and ask him, how do I deal with this situation? Ask him. He will speak. Through all the means by which God speaks, by visions, by dreams, by a message from God's servant, by prophetic manifestations, by circumstances. God talks through circumstances sometimes. May you be sensitive to the Spirit in the name of Jesus. And to facilitate that, we need the foundation of holiness. Amen. Reading the Word, practicing the Word, and praying the Word. Four things.
Holy Name. Reading the word. Practicing the word. And praying the word. This creates the environment and the, and the platform for the Spirit of God to speak to us. If someone is living with you and you can't hear the person talk, there's something wrong with the communication, isn't it? That means that we have to correct it. We have to find out what it is. And that's what I'm telling you. With the Spirit of God, these are the four foundations necessary to hear him. He took Moses up and he showed him things. He showed him things. May you not be deaf to the voice of the Spirit. May we not be blind to the leading of the Spirit. For with God, nothing is impossible. But the reason why possibility appears to delay is because we have not been waiting for his instruction. When we get the instruction from the Spirit, we will advance at the greater pace. And when you are hearing God, you must throw aside the law of those who have not met God. Glory be to Jesus. If you had God, others who have not had God will struggle with where you are going. They don't understand. Say, ah, what is this? It's too fast. Is this? Is that? Because they haven't met God. They were not there. May you be delivered from today's generation who have not met God, but I want to tell you how you should do what God told you to do. Some people just make themselves supervisors of everybody's vision. They were not there when you received the instruction to set up the business. They are not trying to control the business. May the voice of God be the dominant voice in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit helps us in all circumstances. He shows us things to come. He teaches us all things. This morning I pray in Jesus' name that you begin to speak to God and ask him for direction. In Jesus' name. Others may be going some way. You are not called to that area. Stay in your lane. I say stay in your lane. Where God guides, he provides. In Jesus' name. And that's why you need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's the advantage in having him inside you. Jesus said, he will show you things to come. And he says, he's just like me. And one of the lessons from that statement, he was talking to his disciples. Remember, they were always asking him questions, and he's answering them. Ask the Holy Spirit some questions. Should I go forward with this? Or should I wait? How should I go about it? So ask him the what, the how, the where, the who. Make sure you ask all those questions. Ask him. He hasn't complained. I'm telling you, he's interested just because we have not asked him. Somewhere in the scriptures it says, you have not asked me. That is why it has not been. But when you ask in my name, it shall be. Ask him. Should I pursue this course? Should I go for this road? You know, sometimes you can be chased with loads. You must check with God. It's not every open door which is a door that you must enter. Some are traps. Go and ask all those animals that have been caught in a trap before. It was, the door was open. And they saw food inside. But if they had discernment, they would not have entered. They got trapped. May the Lord deliver you from every trap 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This morning I want you to pray that the Lord God will stir up your ability to receive from him and to hear him. Every level of your life, academically, socially, physically, maritally, who do I marry? Who do I work with? Who do I work with? Who do I do this with? All those things, ask him. Moses would have been asking those questions and God gave him the answer straight away before you go down from this mountain. This is what I've decided. Yes, I told you to set up this and to do this. I know, Moses, you don't have the ability to create and to design things. I want you to know I've already prepared someone who will do all these things. And my spirit has already enabled the person to do this. And the spirit of God is able to enable us to do creative things. May God pour into you some creativity from today that will take your financial situation around. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, that you'll be creative about your love life, be creative about your marriage, be creative about your parenting, that you'll be creative about anything that you have set your heart to do, that before you return to your maker, you will not die a hopeless person. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will not die a pauper, you will not die a failure. In Jesus' name, you will not die having wasted opportunities. I reverse all of that today. I pray that the Holy Ghost will fill you this morning. Somebody lift your voice and begin to pray. Can you rise in the building, please? And lift your voice. I want some five minutes of uninterrupted prayer. I want somebody to cry out deep in your spirit. That's how the Spirit of God is stirred up in us. This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 447376355621 on the web www.christchurches.org. Facebook Christ Church International. Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's word.